Uh, hey, welcome to Ghoul Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today, we're going to talk about demons. We asked uh, our Instagram audience last week what we should talk about, devils or angels. And to no one's surprise, <laughs> everyone chose devils. <laughs> devils. Was it devils or demons? It was devils. Oh, God. Okay, devils. So, that's like a I demon. Mean, whatever, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a loosey-goosey term. Great. Uh, good, because I was looking up demons all the time. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So yeah, so I'm going first, and I'm talking about deals with the devil. Ooh. Just the one devil. <laughs> but many deals. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about deals with the devil, mm-hmm. um, just the one guy. Uh, <laughs> I was going to talk about devil's bridges, but... Mm. I got really self-conscious about it. In fact, I came over here prepared to talk about it. And then what? as you were finishing your research, I looked up this stuff instead. No way! What? Yeah, yeah. it was, um, it's not, it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> the bridges? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then in, in my head, I kept thinking of that, that, um, part in Family Guy where the, boring British guy is like, who wants to hear a story about a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, <laughs> and so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about bridges. <laughs> Although they're That's all fantastic. over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, FYI. Really? Yeah. Oh no. It's just, it's mostly just people not understanding how bridges work. Or how, or not how they work, but how they, <laughs> it's like, wait, you literally just go over how they're built. So like it's oh. specifically like ones that arch quite a lot. Or there's one in England where it's three bridges built on top of each other that were like one is really the first one's really old, and then it's slightly older or slightly younger on top, and then mm-hmm. the newest one is on the very top. Oh. But for some reason, they're all just built on top of each other. So, anyway. <laughs> it's mostly just people making deals with the devil to finish a bridge or to be able to make a bridge across, like, a particular oh ravine. And then the devil being like, okay, but the first soul who crosses belongs to me. And then the people being like, all right, devil. And then they send like their fucking dog across oh. or like a goat or a rooster. It's, it's, it's animals every time. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's also quite rude. It's really sad. Yeah. yeah. Cause in a few of them, the devil gets upset and like tears the animal apart or like throws it. No. Off the bridge. Like, apparently that's why goats have short tails. Because the devil picked one up by its <laughs> tail and threw it. <laughs> and then now all goats have short tails. So anyway, uh, yes. um, it, it's, it's like, it's interesting, but it's not enough. Uh, so anyway, deals with the devil, which uh, is literally what it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, According to traditional Christian beliefs about witchcraft, Mm. the pact is between a person and Satan or a lesser demon. Nice. So like um, Black Phillip at the end of The Witch? Correct. Or The Witch? The Witch. Yeah. 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 Okay. The person offers their soul in exchange for diabolical favors. Those favors vary by the tale, but tend to include things like eternal youth, Knowledge, wealth, fame, or power. Yeah, duh. The like top five 
most important things that people want. Mm -hmm. It was also believed that some people made this type of pact just as a sign of recognizing the devil as their master Mm -hmm. uh, in exchange for nothing. What? (laughs) So they just gave their soul to give their soul? Yeah. Like in um, Sabrina? No. Because that's an example of witches. Mm. And they get power. They get their power in exchange for their soul. And then they also get like not eternal life, but they age much more slowly than mortals. I just started rewatching this, so it's all <laughs> at the top of my head. I didn't finish it, so that's probably why I didn't understand it. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the bargain is considered a dangerous one, obviously. Um, yeah. As the price of the fiend's service, fiend is capitalized, uh, is the wagerer's soul. Uh, so the tale may have a moralizing end with eternal damnation for the foolhardy venturer. <laughs> yep. Um, or it might have a comic twist in which um, it says, a wily peasant outwits the devil, mm. character- characteristically on a technical point. So, like, they find some kind of loophole and they're like... Oh, oh my gosh. That's like, so like sending their dog across the bridge <sighs> instead of... Themselves. But I feel like it still never quite works. Like, the, you might have gotten him that day, but, yeah. like, he's going to get you later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, if he knows that you're willing to to offer your soul for something, mm-hmm. then he's going to be back. <laughs> he's going to come back the second. <laughs> and then there, there are going to be times where uh, the person making the pact sometimes tries to outwit the devil, but it doesn't work mm-hmm. in the end. Um, like... A man selling his soul for eternal life because he will never die to pay his end of the bargain. Oh. Um, and immune to the death penalty, he commits murder, but is sentenced to life in prison. Which is an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, I, I yeah. just watched that like really? a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it's it's not always bad. It's not always good. Sometimes it's... Uh, real shitty just don't do it (laughs) it's never gonna be great no it's never gonna be great no building building a fucking bridge is not worth (laughs) your soul (laughs) you know uh it was usually thought that the person who made a pact also promised the demon to kill children or consecrate them to the devil at the moment of birth Ooh, like a baptism yeah or like an evil a dark baptism. <laughs> Ooh, hi. Uh, no, many. I mean, many midwives were accused of of stuff like this because so many children died <laughs> in childbirth. Uh huh. And then it was thought that this was to take part in witches' sabbaths, uh, have sexual relations with demons, and sometimes engender children from a succubus or an incubus in the case of a woman. The pact can either be oral or written. Mm-hmm. An oral pact may be made by means of invocations, conjurations, or rituals to attract the demon. Once the conjurer thinks the demon is present, they ask for the wanted favor and offers their soul in exchange, and no evidence is left of the pact. Mm. It'd be like um, like crossroad demon kind of thing, right? 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I think they like um people would go to the crossroads and then bury something. Um I started to look into this, which is why I know something about it. But they would put like like a little box or tin with uh, graveyard dirt and other things to like conjure the demon and then bury it, and then the demon would come and then um, they would sell their soul oh. to him or or it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, according to some witch trials, even the oral pact left evidence, like the witch's mark, mm. which is just a birthmark. Um, a written pact consists uh, in the same forms of attracting the demon, but includes a written act, obviously, oh, mm-hmm. usually signed with the conjurer's blood, mm. although sometimes it was also alleged that the whole act had to be written in blood, mm. which is a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Some demonologists defended the idea of using red ink instead of blood, mm. and others suggested the use of animal blood instead of human blood. Well, what's the point? Go big or go home, right? I guess. I mean, would it work if it's not your blood? It doesn't seem like it. Or if it's just red ink? Like, I feel like it, that wouldn't do anything. I write in red ink all the time. Right? Me too. <laughs> According to demonology, there is a specific month, day of the week, and hour to call each demon. So the invocation for a pact has to be done at the right time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Yeah, no, and that seems like too much work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it already seems pretty difficult (laughs) to begin with, but then having to do it on a certain day. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you, like, decide, you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And then mm-hmm. you look it up, and it was, like, two hours ago. Right. Like, how trash would that be? Right, so you have to wait a full year. <laughs> <laughs> Who has that kind of time? <laughs> also, each demon has a specific function. A certain demon is invoked depending on what the conjurer is going to ask. So That makes sense. Everybody has their speciality. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so here are some historical... Deals with the devil. Mm. So the first is from the classical German legend based on historical figure Johann Faust. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faust is bored and depressed with his life as a scholar. After, Fair enough. That sounds terrible. It does. Yeah. I'm just picturing him sitting in a room, like reading a book or like writing a book yeah, for like, like for like a decade. This sucks. Doing nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like that monk. Who wrote the Codex Gigas? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Except that was just in one night. <laughs> Supposedly. Uh, after an attempt to take his own life, he calls on the devil for further knowledge and magic powers with which to indulge all the pleasure and knowledge of the world. Woof. In response, the devil's representative, Mephistopheles, Ooh. appears. He makes a bargain with Faust. Mephistopheles will serve Faust with his magic powers for a set number of years, but at the end of the term, the devil will claim Faust's soul, and Faust will be eternally enslaved. Ugh. So, like, what is the point? Yeah. I'd be like, mm, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. Because for a few years of magic <laughs> to be eternally enslaved? Yeah, no, thank you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't have, like, an option to, like, yeah, sure, like, enslavement for, like, a little bit. Yeah, like, indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe, but, and then getting out of it. Yeah. You know, or an option to get out of it. Yeah. But eternally? No. That's literally never ending. That's horrible. Yeah. God. During the term of the bargain, Faust makes use of Mephistopheles in various ways. 
In Goethe's drama and many subsequent versions of the story, Mephistopheles helps Faust seduce a beautiful and innocent girl. Ugh, of course he does. Usually named Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen? Yeah. Uh, her life is ultimately destroyed when she gives birth to Faust's bastard son. <gasps> Realizing this unholy act, she drowns the child Ooh. and is held for murder. Whoa. Yeah. However, Gretchen's innocence saves her in the end, and she enters heaven after execution. Oh, what? Yeah, because she didn't do anything. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Um, I mean, she did murder. (laughs) But whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I would too. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Um, In Goethe's rendition, Faust is saved by God via his constant striving. In combination with Gretchen's pleadings with God in the form of the eternal, eternal feminine. Mm, no. Yeah. I feel like if I were Gretchen, I would just be uninterested in him after yeah. uh, anything. <laughs> you I, know? She probably was uninterested to begin with. Right? Ugh. A young, innocent, beautiful girl. Mm. however in the early tales faust is irrevocably corrupted and believes his sins cannot be forgiven when the term ends the devil carries him off to hell so there's like a ton of different versions of this story okay um and faust was a real a real life person but in i think goethe's is one of the more popular ones so in that one he's saved but then in earlier tales he goes to hell yes. like he, as he should <laughs> <laughs> yes as he deserved <laughs> the next one is a man named father urbane grand grandier this roman catholic priest served in the luden area of france but came under fire for ignoring his celibacy vow <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> even worse uh grandier I guess it's probably Grandier. (laughs) Even worse, Grandier made a reputation in his sexual relations with women as being a philanderer with an elevated sense of lustful depravity. Whoa. So not (laughs) just sex, but like dirty. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. In 1632, he was accused of bewitching a group of local Ursuline nuns what? by sending demons to commit evil acts with them oh my and so turn them into his sex slaves. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> yeah. Those poor nuns! Mm-hmm. Mm. After being tortured by judges, a contract that was supposedly with Satan was found in his bedroom and brought forth as evidence of his pact. What? In the end, he was convicted of witchcraft and burned at the stake. As he should have been. (laughs) For whatever. He was only 44 years old when he died. Oh my gosh. He sounds like um, Casanova, you know? like. Oh, yeah. And then people were just like, hey, what you're doing is messed up, so you're probably a witch. And I found a piece of paper, so you're going to be dead now. Uh Not many people can write it this time, so it had to have been you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, then we have Giuseppe Tartini, Mm. which is a fun name. Giuseppe. He was a composer and violinist 
who was extremely influential in Italy and internationally, hmm. but he was also infamous for his hot temper and inferiority complex, oh, which is no. a good combination. That's a bad start. Mm-hmm. Mm. As the story goes, Tartini overheard someone playing violin better than him. And this sent him into a spiraling depression that took him into a solitude spent on 12-hour practice sessions. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I feel like at that point you're you're doing more harm than good. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, he had a dream in which the devil appeared and offered him success in exchange for his soul. Mm-hmm. At which point the devil played a sonata with master virtuosity. Of course he could. Uh-huh. He can do anything. He can. When he awoke, Tartini immediately wrote down the sonata, but could never get it to meet the same standards. <laughs> I mean, he was comparing himself to the devil? Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. The devil in his dream, also. <laughs> so it wasn't even <laughs> real. Right. <laughs> And then we go to Delphine Lalaurie. Ooh, lady. Uh, yeah. She sure is. <laughs> uh, Lalaurie was a New Orleans Creole socialite. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I know her. You may know her as Kathy Bates from <laughs> American Horror Story Coven. Yeah. Uh, socialite and serial killer uh, who killed the human slaves in her employee. Mm. She's a real bitch. She's terrible. Yeah. While she had likely long tortured and killed people in her home, it was an 1834 fire at her Royal Street mansion that led to the discovery of bound and mutilated slaves there. Uh, yeah, it's she... a horrifying story. I know, it's messed up. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I really hate her. Yeah. Afterwards, her home was sacked revealing the gruesomeness of her torture methods and general treatment of human beings. Mm-hmm. Although Lalaurie was able to escape to France, she left behind enough of a scandal that rumors spread about her practice of voodoo and black magic, as well as the pact with the devil she must have signed to accrue wealth while committing such atrocities. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that she got away. I yeah, she died. Um, I mean, she in coven. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of American oh, Horror Story. No. <laughs> uh, no, she definitely got away. Oh no! Yeah, she just went to France. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So the last one I have is Robert Johnson, hmm. who is a paragon of American blues and is ranked number five on the Rolling Stone list of all-time greatest guitarists. Yes. Do you know him? I feel like I heard something about him. Keep going. Oh, Did he die really young? It's a crossroads tale. <gasps> yes! I think, <laughs> I think I skimmed, but did not finish. Yes, continue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not always that he was so good, which Ooh. is true for everyone, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Many close to the guitar player were astounded when he transformed from someone with no musical talent in high school to a skilled musician later on. Ooh. So I don't know how and many years in between we're talking. Right, I mean, how much you, you practice. Right, if you practice 12 hours a day like that other asshole did, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can get pretty good. Yeah. Uh, according, to, according to a story that he himself supported, Johnson went to a crossroads where the devil offered him talent for his soul. Oh, no. When the young musician agreed, the devil tuned his guitar 
allowing him to go on to produce six records before his death at the young age of 27. <gasps> no, that's younger than me. Yeah. Uh. Me too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's part of the 27 Club. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's um, terrible. And then his soul is forever damned to hell. I guess. I guess. <laughs> it doesn't go into specifics. So. <laughs> but that's usually the case. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, that's all solidifying the fact that... Um, that I know, and you know, and yeah. we all should know, yeah. that you just don't make a pact with the devil. No. It's going to end really poorly for you. Nothing in the world is worth eternal damnation. <laughs> Correct. Yes. As much as right now I'm thinking, like, you know, $100,000 would be great. I'm not even... $100,000? Like, that much. No, it's but not. it would totally change my life completely. Yeah. But it would definitely not be worth uh, selling my soul. No, because it would only change your life for so many years. Right. Especially because there'd be some sort of sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, somehow I'd spend it all in one year. And I'd be like, what? And then I'd be destitute, and then I would die, and then my soul would be his. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can, at that point, even make another deal with the devil, because he's already got your soul, so. You have nothing else to give yeah. him. Yeah. Unless you, like, have a child, and then promise your child to oh, him. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Which is messed up. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna give someone's soul to the devil, it better be your own. Yeah. Yeah, you can't promise your kid's soul. That's not yours. Yeah, right? It's not yours to give away. Ugh. That kid's gonna grow up and hate you. Yeah. Like a lot of people grow up to hate their parents. Oh, but like Oh yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeez, this is I mean, for sure your kid will hate you. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh-huh. For eternity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm going to do mine on Azazel, uh, a specific... Like what? Zazu from <laughs> The Lion King. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Isn't that his song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he didn't write it, but <laughs> he sings it in the movie. <laughs> um, so Azazel is a very specific demon slash devil. Uh, is he one of the princes... He, in like some a... stories, he is. Okay. Um, though not in any of the stories that I'm talking about. Oh. But I think in Supernatural, he was one of the four princes of... Uh, Hell? Hell, yeah. <laughs> Wherever that place is, uh-huh. <laughs> the demons live, and uh-huh. the devils. Uh-huh. But anyway, so the demons described in the Judaic Bible are of two classes. The Serum and the Shedim. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not going to talk about the Sheetum. Who cares about them? Whatever. Okay. They're kind of like bull-like. No one cares. Bull-like? Um, bull-like. Oh. Like a bull. Like, the like in form? Um, like yeah. In kind of like looks and, and stuff. Oh. I don't know. Oh, um, but okay. the serum are, it's also kind of known as like hairy beings, um, are kind of satyr-like. So they're okay. kind of like the typical demon devil look, the yeah. kind of half man, half goat sort of mm-hmm. deal. So they're described as dancing in the wilderness and are identical actually to the jinn of like Arabian woods and, and deserts. Mm-hmm. So to that class, the shirim, shirim um, belongs Azazel. Oh, okay. Azazel, yes. Okay, um, so I'm picturing Mr. Tumnus from correct. Narnia. That's that's pretty darn close. All right. So he's a goat-like demon. Uh, he's probably actually the king of all of the serum. 
okay. actually, which is uh, pretty great for him. Sure. Uh, so he's depicted as an important adversary to God long before Christianity even introduced Satan into the mix. So there's a lot of things written about Azazel before it was like one... One devil. Demon devil. Yeah. 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 Uh, so many actually believe that Azazel and uh, Satan are actually the same. Um, oh. They're kind of part of the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, in Leviticus chapter 16, Azazel is used not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So there were two male goats in this Levitical chapter. Okay. Have you read this? Um, yeah, I have, but it's been really hard to... Oh, you mean the Leviticus part? Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean the stuff that you wrote. No, I meant... it sounds like I have not read <laughs> no, it, but no. I have. No, I'm um, just... Yes. Because I don't remember reading anything about it. No, it's really interesting because, um, like, obviously, I've read through Leviticus, like, uh, because uh, in school, like, we had to read the full Bible. So, mm-hmm. Leviticus, by the way, the worst chapter of the Bible. It is so boring and terrible and awful. Um, that anyway. sounds right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's all, like, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And it's so boring. Don't tell me what to do, God. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because in the older versions of the Bible, King James Version, NIV, mm. um, they change the word Azazel uh, into the word scapegoat. Oh. Yeah, oh. which is really interesting. But then the newer kind of translations, the newer versions, like the English Standard Version, um, which is probably the one that I'm more familiar with now, mm-hmm. uh, they use the word Azazel. Huh. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so there were two male goats that were to be sacrificed to Yahweh, God, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the two was selected by a lot, or um, or they were like gambling pretty much, um, kind of using a dice to choose like which goat goes where oh. <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> because at that time Yahweh was seen as speaking through these lots and these gambles. So one goat was selected and sent into the wilderness, quote, for Azazel. So this goat was then cast out into the desert, and it just, we can all assume, just died, died. Yeah. out that way, yeah. um, as opposed to the other goat who was sacrificed there with, with them. Right. So, like, I'm going to read from Leviticus chapter 16. Uh, Verses 6 through 10. This is the English Standard Version. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. Yikes. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, and it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, right? I'm glad we don't do sacrifices anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's terrifying. So some some scholars and rabbis later actually have thought that the word Azazel was actually talking about kind of the rugged and rough mountain cliff so it's more like a um a place a landscape right as opposed to a, a demon, demon. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a being in itself right but i mean i prefer that it's a demon that yeah scary yeah <laughs> sure 
then there's also a reference in the Book of Enoch. Uh, so that's one that I am uh, totally unfamiliar with. But uh, the Book of Enoch is more used in uh, Judaism, which is why yeah. I uh, don't know as much about it. Right. So in the Book of Enoch, Azazel is brought into connection with the biblical story of the fall of the angels. Um, oh. Yeah. It's interesting. I really like this story. It's really cool. Mm. Um, so located on Mar- Mount Hermon, uh, which was a gathering place for the demons of old. So just think about Mount Hermon. 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 It's terrible. Mm. Uh, the fall of the angels starts from the Watchers. So the Watchers were angels that were dispatched to Earth to watch over the humans. Uh, unfortunately, though, they soon began to lust for human women... <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. God. Uh, and then at the prodding of their leader, um, Samyaza, they defect, yeah, from heaven. Yikes. Uh, you know, right? To illicitly instruct humanity. Uh, so they start to tell humans about things that maybe humans shouldn't know about. Uh-huh. Uh, and to procreate amongst them. Uh, of course. Jesus. <laughs> I know, it's disgusting. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't really that tempting. That right. They, like, whatever. Right. I, it's fine. I, I won't go into it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Azazel is one of the leaders of these rebellious watchers. Okay. And um, it should be said that some watchers were still good and some were bad. So there were some yeah. rebellious ones and then some uh, nerds. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Stay Boring. With the yeah. No. After we've been talking about how terrible <laughs> it was. <laughs> I mean, it's always cooler to be a rebel. <laughs> I suppose. With the leather jackets, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a time before the flood. So Azazel taught men the art of warfare. This is some of that kind of knowledge that they shouldn't have known about. Oh, good. Uh, so he taught them how to make swords, knives, shields, and coats of... Male. And, get this, mm-hmm. he also taught women the art of deception by ornamenting the body, dyeing the hair, and painting the face and the eyebrows. Oh my Knowledge God. we should not have. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right? Uh, but not only that, not only, you know, the warfare and the makeup, um... <laughs> He also revealed to the people secrets of witchcraft and corrupted their manners, which Ooh. actually led them into wickedness and impurity, until at last, Azazel, at Yahweh's command, mm-hmm. was bound hand and foot by the archangel Raphael and Ooh. chained to the jagged rocks of Hadudael, uh, where he is said to live in utter darkness. Still? Um, Still, until oh. the day of judgment. Oh. Mm-hmm. When, oh. And at that time, he will be cast into fire to be consumed forever. Yikes. Yeah. So um, God was not pumped about him. <laughs> so p- humans were just free of, of knowledge of fighting? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't even quite make sense because if it was right before the flood, I mean, I'm assuming that Adam and Eve had already... Left, but and yeah, so then that one son killed the other son. But the, I guess warfare is different than just your everyday violence, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. And like finding, like learning about those other things, like uh, armor and swords and knives and right. things like that. Like that makes warfare much more horrifying. If they were just fists, you know. Yeah. It wouldn't have the same scale. No. So no. 
So several scholars have actually posited that um, some details of Azazel's punishment are reminiscent of that kind of scapegoat thing. Mm. Um, so Lester Grab, <laughs> an American scholar and um, emeritus professor of Hebrew Bible and early Judaism at the University of Hull, England, mm. uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, yeah. uh, points to a number of parallels between the Azazel narrative uh, in Enoch and the wording of Leviticus 16, including oh. the punishment in the desert, uh, the placing of sin on Azazel, and the resultant healing of the land. Um, so oh. that's kind of like, yeah, sins are going away with that goat. Mm-hmm. And then the flood. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so all that was left was like a couple nice people. Yikes. Um, right. <laughs> but, interesting. Azazel is actually known as the father of possession. Oh. Mm. Since he is the demon responsible for discovering and perfecting the act of human possession. Oh my god. Right? So according to the lore um, of Azazel's life... <laughs> just picturing him going to the other demons and being like, you guys are never going to believe what I figured out. I can control this idiot's mind. <laughs> like, watch me, watch me, watch me. And then he like scoots into a human and just like flicks his own head or something. Right, or he like, like slaps like, himself in the yourself, face. Stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. I love it. So according to the, this is more lore. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't find any actual like Bible verses on any of this, but Mm -hmm. kind of the lore about Azazel's life after imprisonment. Um, Azazel was imprisoned. Sure. Then he drove himself mad, uh, being trapped in this dark place. Fair. And then he literally tore his spirit from his physical form to escape. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can do that? <laughs> he can. Can I do that? <laughs> that sounds not. nice sometimes. Well, isn't that like, um, what is that? Dissociating. Uh, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, when you're dreaming and you, like, out-of-body experience, kind of. Lucid like dreaming? Astral project or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yikes. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is what it feels like when when I dissociate. I'm just like, I'm my, my physical body is here, but my mind is like next door. Yeah, like I'm slightly off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> so he invented so, uh, mental illness. Also, <laughs> yeah, sure. It was so long ago. Might as well have. Sure. Um, so it was while roaming bodiless that he discovered he could take over humans by force, and he soon perfected the technique uh, that demons are said to use today. Okay. So that's the possession. Yeah. It was okay. just a spirit, and then he would scoot on in. Interesting. Yeah. So he takes... And this is uh, messed up. Okay. He takes pleasure in killing those close to his victims... And prefers setting up situations that seem impossible for the person to survive instead of just killing them himself. Yikes. Yeah. So he pulls a final destination. Yeah. And He's a sadist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not a great dude. Not yeah. sure if you've picked up on that yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then if someone actually somehow survives a possession by Azazel, mm-hmm. they will never be the same. He leaves behind a, a literal shell of the human that once I'll was. Bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like most <laughs> demon possession stories end that way. But, like, yeah. 
His especially. Yeah. So, some people out there might have heard of Azazel. But how? <laughs> so <'Cause> they're Jewish? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you read the English Standard Version Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, also true. But <laughs> in 1998, there was a film called Fallen that had like John Goodman, Denzel Washington, like a bunch of like very famous people in it. Uh, and so that movie follows a detective who's trying to track down a serial murderer, and then it ends up oh my that the murderer was the fallen angel Azazel. Who plays Azazel? John uh, Goodman. Well, Azazel keeps uh, taking over other people's bodies. Oh, so he doesn't have a... I don't think I get so. Because it's just a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Bearing. <laughs> but also, and this is where I had heard of the name Azazel before, he's from Supernatural. So, uh, which... Cassandra is shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that show. What? We've, the we've first known. Couple we've seasons, known I know. this. I, it's true. But the first couple seasons, I loved it. I, I forced know. you to watch it in Chicago, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so Azazel serves as a main antagonist during the first two seasons of Supernatural. Um, although they what? call him... Yeah. He's the... He's a demon... At the very, very beginning, when there's the tiny baby Sam, um, the demon is, like, over his crib. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I just didn't remember the name, I guess. Yeah. Or, or so, the overarching nature of it. I just remembered, like, oh, the clown episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Wendigo episode. The Wendigo episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a name until the third season. So they called him oh. the demon, the yellow-eyed demon, uh-huh. yellow eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his name was actually revealed, I think, yeah, in the third season. Oh. But similar to the Azazel that we know and love from what I've been talking about, <laughs> he takes many different hosts throughout because he's yeah. jumping from, from yeah. host to host. Uh, although that was kind of like every demon in that show, but whatever. Every demon everywhere does that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's Azazel. Oh. So yeah, so those are our devils. Uh. Yeah. Mess up. Stay away from them. For yeah, sure. for God's sake. Just... Uh, yeah. Uh, so don't, yeah, don't, don't fuck with demons. No. Or no. devils or anyone. It's no good. Yeah. It's never going to be good. <laughs> right. It's never going to end well for anyone. Um, Thanks for choosing that theme. It's disappointed you didn't choose angels. <laughs> Later we'll make you guys choose between angels and angels. Angels, <laughs> angels and women. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll finally get one of them. Um, so next week we're taking a little break. Mm-hmm. A one-week a one break. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there will not be an episode next week. Mm-hmm. And there will not be a poll on Instagram for you to choose from because there won't be an episode. <laughs> but look out, because mm-hmm. not this weekend, but the next, there will be a poll. Yeah. Again, we still have our Patreon, uh, really cool rewards. Um, so check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, and I guess this is where we say, see you later, girls and boys. Bye. Bye.